0: lot to cheer about this weekend. Of course, at the Yingling Center on Saturday night, awesome crowd. Sunday saw that video that the USF Athletics Twitter page put out of the actual announcement of cheerleading winning the national championship. (laughs) They almost had to blow Kentucky squad out of the way so they could get on the mat and celebrate there. Some cool stuff. Not so cool on Sunday at the Edition Financial Arena in Orlando. But hey, it was at least uh, okay to be there and experience what UCF can do to the opposing team in person. We'll give you a couple of those highlights, and I mean just a couple. A few more here of the men's game. Saturday night, of course, the men to come in with the four-game losing streak, UCF, was coming in off an impressive set of credentials, but having lost a couple games since that big win against Michigan, getting themselves basically right on the bubble as far as the NCAA tournament goes, and certainly a team that could not afford a bad loss. And man, was it a bad loss. 75-51. to That's the thing about the two games over the weekend. The women losing to UCF, yeah, it stinks, but it's not a quote-unquote bad loss. I think the Knights are going to end up ranked. They better or at least be close to the top 25, or the Bulls, honestly, are probably going to fall out, but we'll talk more about there. Whole situation on tomorrow's show. I want to save that until tomorrow. Today, let's focus a lot on what happened in a winning way Saturday night. And is often the case with Bulls games, it gets off to a slow offensive start, but it picked up. The three pointer started falling, and man, was that everything. Here are some of your first half highlights
1: Caleb Murphy behind the back dribble. Now an entry pass down low to Chiwa. Jump hook right hand. Good from 11 feet. Kareem Abdul Chiwa. Well, Chiwa looked very confident on that hook shot. Very confident. Murphy's going to put it on the floor and go by two guys. He's got a full head of steam. He's going all the way to the basket, up and under. Couldn't oh. finish the layup. Chiwa with an offensive rebound, though. Siobhan Green crossover, leaves it for Murphy. Wants to go one-on-one. Eight in the shot clock. Stops and pops from 17. Caleb swished it in. That's what he does better than anybody in this league. You could tell he wanted that basket. And he had a look in his face, and he made it made it count. Tied at eight. Twelve and a half minutes to go in the first half. Moss trying to turn the corner to the right. Out to the top to Green. Ball fake. Man flies by. Three-point attempt. Javon around the rim. And in. Oh, he used every inch of that 18-inch cast iron cylinder. And down it went. They kick out to Green. Open for three again. This is too strong. Backside offensive rebound, though, by Big Byron. And he kicks it out to Sam Hines. Here's Moss. Straight on three. Off the backboard and in. Direct hit. Rebound backside. Javon Green. Up and down we go. 11 minutes to go, first half, Bulls by a half dozen. Green, crossover, step back, he's going to load up another three. Yes! The left-handed assassin has given the Bulls a nine-point lead. Well, the left-handed assassin is killing the Knights right now.
0: I'll say it was Joey Johnston, Jim Lighthall, both of those guys, of course, sporting the epic wigs, the slime wigs, which the national media picked up on. That was fun to see. The Bulls in the first half, I wanted to include some of the offensive rebounding there because that was the stat of the game. In the first half, the Bulls had 10 offensive rebounds, which led to 10 second chance points, and they forced seven turnovers. It was also great to see the three-point shooting going in the Bulls' favor. They hit four. They came in worst in the country in three-point shooting percentage while UCF a very solid three-point shooting team, went just one for eight in the first half. They'd go one for 12 in the second half, two for 20 on the game, Bulls eight for 24. And Darren Green, the outstanding three-point shooter, finished with three points, did not make a three. That was his low scoring total of the year. He had three air balls, and the Bulls green with an E at the end, Javon Green, was the one that happened to be guarding him. So... I'd say that Javon Green had the better of that situation. There were a lot of great moments in the second half. We're talking about actual highlight moments that you'll remember. And let's just roll them out for you. Also, some great one-liners here. And Joey as well. And oh yeah, the ending. When the bench gets emptied for the Bulls was fun. The game was never in doubt. Bulls put up a 40 spot in the second half. You might enjoy these if you're a Bulls fan.
1: Javon Green, left wing to Walker. Download a Chiwa. Spin move to the baseline. Kicks it back out to DJ Patrick. Now to Javon Green. He's going to launch a long distance three. Yes! Why not? His fifth of the game. Javon Green dialed it up. That matches his career high. Left side, Green. Now to Walker. Here's DJ Patrick. Five on the shot clock. Javon looking to turn the corner. Left side, DJ's going to launch a three. That's good! Contested! He was blanketed and DJ Patrick makes it anyway. DJ Patrick needed that in the worst way. That should give him some confidence and that extends the Bulls' lead to the largest of the night. 18 points, 52-34, 10-30 to go in the game. Boss into the corner to Patrick. They leave him alone. Launch is good. DJ Patrick has found his rhythm. to DJ Patrick festival all of a sudden. Matos pass inside to Hines. Up and on your move! He got it to go, oh my goodness gracious, what a move in midair by Sam Hines Jr. Sam Hines floated past two or three defenders and made it spin off the backboard on a reverse layup. Very impressive move by Sam Hines. This defensive effort has been spectacular. Caleb Murphy behind the back a couple times. He's got Adams on him. Both these guys were on the all-freshman team in the league last year. Green bounce pass to Hines. Double-team comes, goes left side to Caleb Murphy. Shot clock at 11. Bulls being very deliberate here on offense to Green. Almost loaded up another three. Puts it on the floor, around two guys. Sam Hines with four on the shot clock. Gets to the paint, goes to the basket. Let's end the layup, good! With two on the shot clock. The Bulls score again. There's a spin move in the paint and lost. losing it was Darren Green. Barely got the ball to the basket. The Bulls get that rebound. It's 62-39. Here comes Caleb Murphy across the mid-court strike. Five for their last six. Murphy at the free throw line. To the paint. Floater no good. Tipped all the way out and into the hands of Javon Green. Another offensive rebound for the Bulls. Caleb with eight on the shot clock. Comes back out to the center circle again. Working on Adams. Screen from Matos. Behind the back dribble. He launches from 18 and the move. Goal! Oh. It is raining buckets for the guys in slime. That was pure nasty. 64-39. to 39. The route is on. In the war on I-4. I think we have to give some credit to the environment, too. A yeah. great, great home home crowd environment, and the Bulls have responded to that. Caleb Murphy beats his man to the basket. His floater is off the window. Didn't go. Matos with another rebound. Goes up strong. Didn't go. And a foul on UCF. And Byron Matos <laughs> comes out of there like the incredible Green Hulk. He is not a guy you want to trifle with. 6'8", 6'9", 260, chiseled. Oh man. In this game starting to get a little bit chippy, there's a lot of talk going on in the crowd. You can start to sense that a little bit, as well as on the floor. Hey, this is what rivalry games are all about. 67-46 down the near sideline. Jameer Chaplin Rivers dunk. Oh. A big time hammer throw down by number 24. Give Murphy the assist, and the Bulls might have just put the nail in the coffin. These fans are loving this, Joey. They I mean to beat this team, just to beat them, is something. But to beat the dog out of them is something else. It's Kaia time. 11 to go on the shot clock. Lamont Evans is going to get in the game. He has not played in a game this year. Listen to this place go crazy. You know, we haven't seen a moment like this in a long, long time. The Yngling Center crowd standing as one, making a lot of noise for their Bulls. I'm sure that's going to make. These players feel great about the effort they gave tonight. Mark Kaia, the pride of Hudson High School, comes on the floor. Javon Green and Caleb Murphy go off. They were the two best players tonight. Kaye in the backcourt to try to trap him in a foul, and Mark's going to go to the free throw line. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, well, he took the shirt out to get himself a little real estate there. Get a little comfortable. Yeah, get a little comfortable at the line. Good! <laughs> And everybody loves it. I love when the walk-on score. so does everybody. 74-51, second one. Oh, that's automatic now. He's stroking it from the line now. Shot blocked by Cory Walker, into the hands Kaya. of Jameer Chaplin. Kyle wants the alley-oop, they don't get it. Evans for three, off the rim, no good. Rebound by USF, another offensive rebound with 18 seconds to go. And the Bulls are gonna dribble it out. Listen to this crowd. Seven seconds to go. The players are imploring this place to go bonkers. They are, they will, and they do. That's all there is. There isn't any more. USF wins it, going away, 75 to 51. They draw first blood in the two meetings in the war on I-4. How sweet it is.
0: I'd say it was pretty sweet, 75 to 51. Could not have performed much better if you are the Bulls or much worse if you are the Knights flat out and it was interesting Johnny Dawkins and honestly I saw the same thing with the women's coaching staff yesterday for the Bulls at some point yeah kind of stop yelling and looking for answers and just sit back on the bench and know you're not going to win and you're not playing well Knights shot just 19 for 57 33 percent again two of 20 on threes the rebounding was truly remarkable Bulls more than double the total 53 to 26 25 second chance points is just an insane amount Points. The only blemish was the turnovers. Bulls committed nineteen. Knights actually won the points off turnovers battle, fifteen to five. But certainly the Bulls won the war. Green, nineteen points, five of ten on threes. Also picked up nine boards. He turned it over seven times. But in the first half, kind of ended sloppy. Honestly, there was some concern. And I was producing the broadcast. We had a couple of uh, unavailable, so I was actually at Emily Arena, so I got to really hear all the vibe of not just what Jim and Joy were saying, but following along video-wise, and I certainly was concerned that the Bulls weren't taking advantage of how poorly the Knights were shooting in the first half, and you figured, in the second half, UCF's going to make an early run, and that's going to be on, but it never happened, and those threes by DJ Patrick were huge because he had not hit a three since the game against BYU on Christmas Day. That had been quite a few games. Bulls, obviously, are Not going to uh, shoot up the American Athletic Conference standings and win the league or anything like that. But that shows you how they can play when they're hitting enough shots and they've got the right intensity level. Can't get much more intense than that. And they did it without Jake Boggs and Jalen McQuarrie. So Corey Walker Jr. started at the power forward spot, ended up with seven points and seven rebounds. Caleb Murphy. 13 points now he had foul trouble which limited him to 30 minutes but he still came up with seven rebounds and Trey Moss did enough in his nine minutes of time Jameer Chaplin who had two straight career high games of 17 points settled back down to 10 points but made a couple nice shots when UCF was sniffing a run and also eight rebounds so you had five bulls with at least seven rebounds can't forget Byron Matos had a big first half five points and nine rebounds. Here's Summit Coach Brian Gregory afterwards with Jim and Joey.
2: We beat a really good team. They're they're good and and we played great tonight. You know, we played great tonight. We gave a total effort from the opening tip to the final buzzer in terms of the intensity and energy that we want to play with. You know, we've we've had some good stretches and we've talked about it and we just, you know, kept talking to the guys about keep believing in what we're doing, keep staying disciplined in what we're doing. We really emphasized rebounding the ball going into the second half, and and keeping our defensive intensity up. We thought we'd have some shots show, and and um, you know, 17 assists on 26 baskets. We we shared the ball well. We did a lot of good things tonight, and and uh, total effort from start to finish. Couldn't be prouder of our guys. And as I told both groups of our our great fans before the game, you know, in games like this, you, you want our fans leaving and saying that team puts it on the court, full goal, every play. Because if you can do that and you keep building, great things are going to happen, and that's exactly what our guys did tonight.
0: If you'd like to hear that full interview, we put it up on the Unlimited Unloaded page along with the halftime interview. LaQuincy Rito was there. Chucky Atkins was there. There were a lot of former Bulls there to enjoy that one. And actually, it was the first time that Jim got to interview Rito. I remember that after the game... Rito was actually catching up with his family because, remember, they got to the game at halftime. Uh, the game I'm talking about being the last one in a Bulls uniform where he hit the shot against SMU, in case you forgot. And so it was the first time that he got to talk about the shot at length, and it was vastly entertaining. Again, go to our SoundCloud page. Just type USF and you'll get the USF Bulls Unlimited Unloaded page. Not about five minutes left. Might have intentionally left it short here to recap the women's basketball game. In fact... All you really need to hear, we'll give you a few more, but all you really need to hear is the very beginning of the game. Coming out of the fancy announcer man opening billboards, UCF was mid-action and ready to pounce, and the Bulls, well, weren't
3: ready. Now with the call of today's game, here's Derek Sharp. And we are underway in the war on I-4 here in Orlando. Bulls and Knights, and right off the bat, the thing that you were concerned about, the Knights' Alicia Lewis, who is their big three-point shooting threat, sinks it. And the Bulls face an early deficit, and Lisa pins on, trapped right across midcourt, that's what UCF does, and a first turnover is avoided because Elena Cechi gets to the ball, but now Ow! Cinecki is double-teamed, and there's a first turnover, just immense pressure. Tay Sanders gets it, drives in, and it is 5-0. And nightmare start for the Bulls. A three by their only three-point true thre- threat, and then the Bulls just can't get anything going offensively. There is a steal by Alicia Lewis and Sydney Harvey Fowler. Two turnovers already. Alicia Lewis coming off ten steals against the Houston Cougars. And it didn't take long to see what UCF is all about. Can the Bulls get a shot? Seven and a half minutes to go here in the first quarter. UCF traditionally a slow starting team this year. Not that A. Leonard Schnecki could have gotten called for a push off. Sidney Harvey into trouble. And steps out of bounds for another turnover. Five turnovers, no shots, and you need better hey, movement against this team.
0: Yeah, you hear Jose in the background saying, we got five turnovers, and that's how many it was before the Bulls got their first shot. UCF, listen, I'm not going to make this all about how poorly the Bulls did because... That would be discredit to the Knights. That's what they do to their opposition. They force 21 turnovers a game. They're third best in the country scoring defense, 48 and a half. They don't always press full court because, well, they have a relatively thin bench and they want to keep their starters as fresh as possible. But when they need it, Boy, do they turn it on, and the Bulls were all out of source. Actually, USF shot 60% in the first quarter. Problem was, of course, they didn't get off the right number of shots, 6 for 10, while UCF was 9 for 17, thanks to 8 turnovers. Actually, the Bulls got it to a 2-point game on two different occasions, but two more turnovers at the end of the quarter and UCF led 19-13. to 13. They had only the Knights led twice at the end of the first quarter all year. The second quarter, I guess, is when it all adds up, and, well, they kept it going. Here's the thing. They don't always full-court pressure because they have a relatively thin bench. That's why the points-off turnover battle was actually won by the Bulls. Believe it or not, they committed... 19 turnovers compared to UCF's 12, but the points off turnovers was 13-12. to What truly was the reason that UCF won the game is the ability to make mid-range jump shots, which they don't always have. They don't average a bunch of points per game. They get a lot of their points off of fast break layups, and they have a good three-point shooter in Alicia Lewis, but that's it. Tay Sanders and Diamond Battle. Sanders has been on a nice scoring run, which he continued with, A six for eight showing in the first half. Diamond Battles, who I got to say, you know, she's kind of been a thorn in the bull side. She's kind of been that person that gets your goat. She's become a little bit more humble and is more enjoyable to watch. Not that I was enjoying watching it yesterday, but I got to give her that credit. And she came back from a torn ACL suffered in the NCAA tournament. So you actually didn't mind seeing her out there on the court. Just her shot making ability was annoying. She was 0 for 7 against Houston the last game, 9 for 46 in her last four games. But she was hitting those mid range shots this time. 4 of 7 in the first half, 4 of 9 in the second half. She also drained her first three three point tries. That was the part of this game that mirrored the men's game, except roles were reversed. You would have never thought the men would outshoot UCF from distance. And it happened also in Orlando with the UCF women hitting 6 of 12 on threes and the Bulls 4 of 16 in the second quarter. So for all the defensive talk, really, to me, what made the difference for UCF was they were shooting the ball well, and these weren't all layups. Second half, yes, the highlight reel moment where Alicia Lewis, quote-unquote, broke Elisa Pinzon's ankles. Didn't take long for that to get on Twitter, if you want to hear it. Yes, you can listen to the replay. It happened about three minutes into the third quarter. Pinzon actually did not play in the fourth. There were some positives. Betty Menunga showed a lot of heart in that second half, a double-double. Dulce Fink had 14 points. Elena Chinecki turned it over six times in the first half, got her seventh turnover early in the third quarter, and was pulled, didn't play again in the quarter, played an outstanding fourth, if you want to hear it on the replay. Actually, the Bulls got the score to 10, but it was just too late. UCF scored the last six, and the final margin was about right, 67-51, to 51, and Jose Fernandez summed it up perfectly and didn't mince words in doing so.
1: Yeah, I just thought they, they were able to get to where they wanted to get to every single time, so... You know, credit to them. You know, we came on the road, and we got our asses
0: kicked. And credit to Jose for coming right over to me after the game. You can hear how that went in real time on the replay, if you choose. Actually, the fourth quarter was kind of uplifting in a couple of cases, but you don't want to be looking for small beacons of light. You want to get off to a better start, and the Bulls just didn't have it. They're at home on Wednesday. We'll talk more about them and kind of where their situation is now as a result of this loss on tomorrow's Bulls beat. Thank you for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.